Dan Mack is back, and this year she has sought out the best customer-centric thought leaders from around the world. Are you after practical, accessible, and customer-centric marketing? You're in the right place. Sit back and enjoy Dan's small business podcast. For more information, go to www.daniellemckinnis.com or visit www.mckinnismarketing.com.au. I'm delighted to have Lee Cockrell on the show. He's um, just written the book, The Customer Rules, and he's a former vice president for Walt Disney. And I noticed, Lee, you've also worked for the Hilton and the Marriott in some shape or form. So thank you for being part of the podcast. Um, Lee, I just wanted to get a bit of an insight or background in terms of what came to make you write this book and what was sort of your inspiration around it. Yeah, well, a few years ago, I wrote my first book, which was called Creating Magic, which was a leadership book about leadership management and uh, from my days at Disney and some stories about Marriott, too, and the things I learned along the way and the strategies that we used at Disney to uh, improve leadership over all the managers there and uh, their management skills. And then actually it sold very well. It, that one was in 13 languages. So my publisher called me and asked me to write another one. And they said they thought, wanted the subject to be around customer service. So uh, I was willing to do that. I was in the hotel business and entertainment business for 41 years. So I thought I probably knew something about customer service by then. <laughs> so uh, I started working on it and got a contract with them. And uh, wrote it and, and uh, that was about a year and a half ago we started on that project and uh, so it got published here in the U.S. on March uh, 5th and over in the U.K. March 12th and I guess that's probably comes from the U.K. to Australia and well, South Africa and all those kind of places but I thought maybe I could help people think about customer service uh, in a little different way so that's that's the reason I wrote it. So the thing that, I really, that really resonated with me um, through the book was um, how the the feeling or how you make people feel by the way that you are and you you had a list in there um, around what you called mum's list. <laughs> can you explain? Yeah, right. Can you explain a bit about that for listeners? Because I thought that was great. I, I think I've received more comments about that chapter than any other chapter because I guess we all have a mother. So, uh, it, uh, you know, I always thought about. Uh, the reason I talk about leadership and mothers and uh, thinking about when you, before you make a business decision or when you're serving a customer to think about what your mother would do because, frankly, mothers usually do the right thing no matter how hard it is. They always do the right thing for their children. They want to make sure they're successful. Uh, they, uh, it's the thing that makes them the happiest in the world is for their children to be successful and happy. And I think that's just a good question we could ask ourselves when we're about to make a decision. Mm. What would your mother think about this? And so uh, a lot of people have enjoyed that, and I've received a lot of feedback from And, of course, in the U.K., it's what would mom do? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Absolutely. The other thing that I, I liked um, it, that you sort of referenced in the book was that the little things are actually big things. And I think Tom Peters refers to this in, in his book as well. Can you give us some examples of, of what you mean by that, that the small things are actually the big things? 
Well, you know, I think we get service confused sometimes. Uh, the airlines talk about service like it's the leather seats and the lounges and first class and all that. For me, service is really those little things where people go out of their way to help you. They take the time to spend time listening to you if you've got a problem. They uh, spend as much time as it takes to uh, resolve your problem. Uh, they pay attention to you. Uh, and uh, those are the kind of the little things that are not really, I think uh, almost every company today talks about service like it's their services and like their website and uh, their phone system and and the, and the airlines talk about how big they are and how many cities they go to. That's not really service. Those are services. And so uh, just to be in the kind of the giving one and being nice to people and uh, spending time with them and as much time as they need for you to take care of their problem. Those kind of things are kind of the little, you know, I think we all at the end of our lives will figure out the little things uh, really were the big things like uh, the relationship with our families and friends and our health and all those kinds of things. we got to make sure we don't get confused and lose sight of what's really important. So I, I, I asked this question of a couple of guests and I'm, I don't know if I've actually got the answer to it. How much do you think you know, that empathy or understanding for other people can be taught, and, and how much is it just the way that you were raised? Well, I think a lot of it is the way you're raised. I think about attitude, positive attitude is some people are pretty much wired that way to have a good positive can-do attitude. But also I think you see at Disney and a lot of hotels, Ritz-Carlton, maybe others, people can be trained to do the right thing. And... Uh, you know, at Disney, we have 65,000 cast members working there, and uh, I'm sure all of them are not happy all the time, but we make, we tell them they got to act happy. This is a show we're putting on, and people come there to be treated properly, and we teach them how to do that. We Hopefully, we try to hire the right people, then we do the training, and then we hopefully have a culture where they every employee feels important and knows their job is important. So you're better to select the right person, but some of that can be done through training certainly the technical skills through training but uh, that positive attitude is uh, something you really have to work hard to find that kind of person yeah and you mentioned a bit in the in the book about employees and expectations um and i'm just wondering you know can you actually um or how important is it to have you know that strategy in place when you are actually setting expectations and, and employing people well, I, I tell people the three most important things are really learning the right questions to ask when you're interviewing people and ask questions that have obstacles in them because we've found that people who can overcome obstacles easily are the best employees and give the best service. They don't give up easily. And then the training. And But the most important thing before you even hire somebody is to be very clear about your expectations. And I tell every company and every individual you should raise your expectations. If you raise your expectations and you explain those clearly to the employees, they will deliver at a higher level. And sometimes we just don't do that well. And uh, just like mothers, mothers have very high expectations for their children. And they clarify those with them every day day in and day out for all the time they're living at home. 
I've got a seven-year-old. I'm sure. Was your mother was your mother clear with you? Oh yes, we knew where the boundary was, and I have a seven-year-old who's testing that with me right now. <laughs> so well, that's the best thing you can do is be clear and be tough and love them, and uh, so that they, when they leave home one day, you will have them well prepared. Well, I guess my role in life, Lee's, you know, I just. I want him to be the best person that he can be. And I really feel in life it's so much about the how, um, you know, how you treat other people and um, that's my value set. So, you know, when I get his report back, it's nice to see that he's doing well, but what sort of gladdens my heart is the person that he's becoming. And if yep. I do that right, I've done a good job. So That's exactly right. The way he treats other people and his respect for people, those are the things that uh, no matter how smart he is, if you don't get those things right, you don't have a very satisfactory life. And uh, I think uh, respect for all people. And uh, so that's how I try to think about it. I think about uh, if you do that, uh, if you treat people respectfully, and you will, they will take care of the job. They'll do a good job for you. Uh, I've um, been focusing a little bit in, in terms of my um, role as a marketer on trying to design the customer experience. So rather than um, just let it happen, actually try and design it. And so there's a there's a practice called service design that um, right. that that you can use to design an object or a product. But I also believe that you can actually design that customer experience by knowing what great looks like, by knowing what disappointment looks like, and even just what today looks like. And I just wanted your thoughts around actually designing that experience. I think you're exactly right. And at Disney, we teach companies to first think about and create a design for the culture you want to have and also for the service you want to have, and write the script, write the story exactly how you want it so that you know when you get there. And I think you're right on target. That's exactly what people should be doing, is designing what they want. Yeah, because I think a lot of people just leave it and, and have this expectation that it's going to happen. And that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> exactly. So can you give us any examples of where you've, um, seeing really good customer um, experience or, or service in perhaps one of the companies that you've worked in, something that you've thought that was a really standout example? Yeah, you know, I think about there's not, there's not a lot of them, but here in the U.S. we have an airline called Southwest Airlines, which is just great, mm -hmm. while the other airlines are pretty poor. And one time I spoke to one of the flight attendants and I said, you all do a great job. And she said, I love my company. Mm. You know, there was the answer right there. I love my company and it showed in the service. Mm. We have a public supermarket where we buy our groceries. They're unbelievable, outstanding. They just basically guarantee you won't ever have a problem. And if you do, we'll, they will take care of it, no questions asked. And uh, I've, we've been going there 20 years, never had an issue, but they did not resolve immediately and without question. Um, I think American Express call centers do a great job. Uh, but I think most of us find the best service in those little little private restaurants where they know us, mm -hmm. and we go there over and over and over again. I think the big chains have more problems and uh, find it difficult. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, 
most companies are trying to work on it pretty hard right now to get the customer service right because it's easy to buy anything anymore over the internet. You don't have to go to a store anymore. You don't have to do business with the same people. I mean, Amazon is showing that worldwide how they're just taking business away right and left. And by the way, their service is absolutely terrific. And uh, we do a lot of business with Amazon now. It's interest. It's interesting, isn't it, that the world feels smaller because you oh, yeah. you have access to information, but you can also buy anywhere. So, what what is the differentiator? And and, and I was interested to see that um, you have um, Tony from uh, Zappos sort of listed a comment about your book on the, on the back um, sleeve, and I was just yeah. listening to. Um, a video that he did the other day with his staff and gee he's really immersed a culture in that organization yep i think the only hope that the small businesses have and other businesses to if they're going to defeat the online purchasing is they're going to have to develop an extraordinary relationship with each one of their customers so that the customer really wants to do business with them and and that's, that's the next thing I think they need to work on, relationship with each customer. That's one thing that's harder for the online people to do. And so when I go to my dry cleaners to get my shirts done, or I've been going to the guy for 20 years. We're good friends. Uh, he takes care of me. I enjoy seeing him. I enjoy stopping by to say hello to him. We have a coffee together sometimes. The relationship is really strong. And when you have a good, strong relationship, you have a better chance of not losing your customers. It sort of, Lee, to me, almost goes back to those family sort of values, and yet that I'm just wondering what impact, you know, technology has in, in terms of either assisting that knowledge of customers or creating a, a rift because you just don't get that chance to have a sit-down face-to-face. Yeah, -face. Uh, it's going to be pretty rough for some kinds of companies, depending on what their product is. I think technology is probably going to, we're going to see a lot of kinds of companies disappear, which are people who sell televisions and technology and telephones and things you can order online. But I think still the opportunity exists out there for restaurants, uh, bars, uh, taxi companies, uh, transportation, airlines. A lot of people can improve their service dramatically. We still need them. And, and uh, the ones who get it right, they're going to get more business. And uh, while others may disappear because technology may be so overwhelming, there's nothing they can do to stay in business. So what's next for you, Lee? You've just launched this book. Um, are you consulting or doing speeches? Tell us a bit yeah. about what you've got on. I am. I started a little company when I retired and wrote the first book. And I put up my website, which... Uh, I have about 10,000 followers now. They follow my blog and on leadership and management. I do a lot of seminars. I went to South Africa, Sweden, and the U.K. this year to do seminars. Even got hired by the South African government. I have a client in South Africa, Nedbank, a big bank. Uh, uh, I'm doing workshops, uh, seminars, uh, speeches, pretty, all over. I keep them pretty busy. <laughs> it sounds it. It's, it's a lot of fun. My wife goes with me when she wants to, and uh, we even took our grandkids with us to South Africa so they could get a view of that. That was an extraordinary trip for them. So there's a lot of pluses to what I'm doing now. It's a lot of fun. Oh, fantastic. And is there any... Now i got to get to Australia one day. I know. We'd love to have you. That would be fantastic. 
<laughs> is there anyone that you're reading or anything that you've come across that you've found really interesting? Any, Any what reading? Yeah, anything that you're reading at the moment or anyone that you've come across that you've thought, gee, that's... I think uh, there's a couple books that have impressed me over the years. One is a book called Leading Out Loud. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember the author, but it's a, it basically the message is you have to speak up. You have to tell your people. They have to hear it come out of your voice what you want. Just like a mother. You've got to, I'm sure you have to speak to your son. You can't raise him with an iPad or a, a computer mm-hmm. or an iPhone. You've got to be there. You've got to be present. You've got to tell your son your values, what you want, your expectations, leading out loud. And I thought it was a good lesson for all of us to make sure that we're being clear with people about our expectations and what we want. We certainly do it with our children. We need to do it with our employees. Mm-hmm. And second, I think the book that's been on the bestseller list forever is uh, Seven Habits of High effective people yeah. it's a great book if you get that one right everything's pretty good i mean there's a million books out every every year and those two had a big impact on me there's one from peter drucker called the effective executive which yes. is very very good and uh, so you know those three i really have paid attention to over the years and uh, really helped me read and think about how i would write my own books and the messages so they're great well great well look Thank you so much, Lee, for spending some time with us. I know you're really busy, and I put some links over to your book. I I really enjoyed it and um, appreciate your time. If you have any questions, just send me an email and I'll answer them. Hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy day to listen to this podcast. For more great marketing tips, go to Dan's blog at www.daniellemcginnis.com and sign up for her marketing tips or visit her website at www.mcginnismarketing.com.au. Catch you next time.